What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Jenny Slate in the movie Bad Education. But first, let's talk about actress Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate, for me, is one of the most underrated actresses working today. She's versatile. She's also a stand-up comic. She's one of those people that you probably know, but she's not a household name. Like, for me, she was somebody that I heard of, but I didn't quite know who she was. And then I saw the movie Obvious Child, and my entire idea of who she was changed. Because that movie in particular is so good. It's her breakout role. It's a romantic comedy with her and Jake Lacey, who I also really, really enjoy. The movie is about a stand-up comic played by Jenny Slate, so it's not that far-fetched for her to play, but her character unexpectedly gets pregnant after a one-night stand. Slate is in every single scene of this movie, and she gives a powerhouse performance. Obvious Child is the first of two movies she's made with director Gillian Robespierre, and in both of these movies, Jenny Slate plays these complicated characters who are going through dark times in her life, but she can still play these light, funny characters. The second movie the two of them made together is called Landline, where in that movie, Jenny Slate is having an affair and hiding it from her husband. There are also times in Obvious Child when she's really not playing a likable character. I think that's a really rare ability when it comes to comedic actors. I compare it to like Bill Murray. Like he's not always playing somebody you like, but he can do something terrible. He can do bad things in movies, but you're always rooting for him because he's got that like Bill Murray thing. And I think Jenny Slate has that exact same quality. When you're watching Obvious Child and Landline, you're rooting for Jenny Slate in the end. I think part of that is because she can play silly characters in movies like the movie Joshy, which stars Thomas Dilditch. This is another dark comedy, but then Jenny Slate's character appears and she's just having a good old time giving a really good supporting performance. She's a really silly character. Slate's persona is kind of out of control. When you watch her in movies, you have no idea what she's going to do next. And that's another thing that she shares with Bill Murray. I think we all love Bill Murray because he's out of control and you have no idea what he's going to do next in the movies. It feels so alive. Jenny Slate as a performer feels alive and it's hilarious most of the time. Also, apart from being funny, she is a really good actress. She's gone totally toe-to-toe with John Turturro, Edie Falco, and Richard Kind in the movies that she started. I mean, she's been in the lead in movies with some acting legends as supporting characters and has held her own. I mean, the fascinating thing about Jenny Slate is the best thing that might have happened to her career is that she was fired from Saturday Night Live. I mean, that might have been the absolute best thing for her because since then, she's become a really, really good actress and she might have been stuck being more of a comedic performer while instead we get her in these comedy dramas while she's also become a really good stand-up comedian. I mean, she's given some really good dramatic supporting performances. Just watch the movie gifted, which by the way is fantastic. Jenny Slate has fantastic chemistry with Chris Evans in that movie. Also her scenes with the star of that movie, child actress McKenna Grace. I mean, this movie is just a fun watch. It's so underrated. And not only can Jenny Slate star in independent movies, but she's also made that jump to bigger studio movies. I mean, she voiced Harley Quinn in the Lego Batman movie, and she also had a supporting role in the movie 
movie Venom, where her scenes with Tom Hardy are some of the best scenes in that movie. Also, she has some great scenes with Riz Ahmed, the villain of the movie. She's also had some success in TV shows. I mean, she appears in two episodes of Girls where she plays Lena Dunham's rival and then they become friends. I mean, the episode where she becomes friends with Lena Dunham's character is one of the absolute best episodes of Girls that I've seen and she has real chemistry with Lena Dunham in that episode. I mean, Slate just feels like she can fit in anything. She can be in the lead in these independent movies. She can fit in a support role and gifted and she can fit in a Marvel t- movie like Venom and can also be on a TV show like Girls and she also voices the character of Missy in Big Mouth alongside Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. She is basically doing it all. I think the fact that she didn't pick acting or comedy she picked both of them is why she's having so much much success is because all these projects are showing her range as a performer. What's also interesting is the role that New York City plays in her two movies, Obvious Child and Landline. I mean, it just feels like she perfectly fits the city of New York in that way. Like she would fit perfectly in a Noah Baumbach movie or a Woody Allen movie back in the day. And like those other New York filmmakers, Jenny Slate's movies, she tends to play these characters that are going through real life situations and they're not sure sugarcoating it. Like, Obvious Child is about a woman who is unexpectedly pregnant, and Landline is about a woman who's having an affair. And yet, both films are ridiculously funny, and that's because of Jenny Slate. The best kind of comedian on screen will make you laugh at something that you're not supposed to laugh at, and that's what I think Jenny Slate does so well. And it's also interesting that both of those movies, Obvious Child and Landline, are like the opposite romantic comedies. It's the woman played by Jenny Slate, who is the one having most of the issues, while the male characters are the ones who are stable. I mean, if you look at the next big movie that Jenny Slate is set to premiere in, it's Apple TV Plus's movie called On the Rocks, which is directed by Sofia Coppola and starring Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. It will be so interesting how Jenny Slate fits in with a Sofia Coppola movie. I mean, the last time Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray made a movie together, it was long in translation. So that's going to be a tough one to beat. I also want to see Jenny Slate be the lead character in movies directed by Gillian Rossberry and continue to work in dramatic movies because I think she is really good in both type. Here are the movies I think you should check out if you want to watch Jenny Slate in movies, which I highly recommend you do. You should definitely check out Obvious Child, Joshy, Landline, the Lego Batman movie, Gifted, Venom, Girls, and Big Mouth. Check all those out because Jenny Slate is a -a one-of-a-kind actress and comedian. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Bad Education starring Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Here's a quick synopsis. In a long Island School District, a high school student reporter uncovers a school embezzlement scandal that involves the superintendent. I love this movie, and I think this might be the best movie of 2020 so far, and here are the reasons why. First off, Hugh Jackman gives the best performance of the year so far, and one of the best of his career. I think it's interesting to see the parallels of Hugh Jackman's and Christian Bale's career, because since both have stopped playing superheroes, they have 
frauded in other roles. They are not being typecast. I mean, Hugh Jackman was great in the front runner. He's great in this movie, Bad Education. He can play real life characters. I mean, there's no stopping Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. I think toe and toe, they might be the best actors working today. In this movie, Jackman plays Frank Tassone, a superintendent of a school district in Long Island. And again, it's one of his best performances. It's He's scary good in this movie. I mean, with this and Gary Hart, Jackman is on this run of playing these real life complicated people. Allison Janney was in this movie and she is perfect in this movie. I mean, this character that she plays is right in her wheelhouse. She is really good at playing some despicable real life people like in I, Tanya and like this. Like these people that just don't care. They are just trying to benefit themselves. And her scenes with Hugh Jackman are fantastic. They have great chemistry. Ray Romano is also in this movie and my prediction is in the very near future Ray Romano is going to get an Oscar nomination and that is just based on who the type of actors he's gone to work with in the last three to four years. He has worked with Holly Hunter on The Big Sick, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in The Irishman and now he's going toe to toe with Hugh Jackman. I mean the caliber of movies and actors that Ray Romano is working with is definitely leading to an Oscar nomination in the not so distant future. I definitely see that happening. He has become such a reliable good supporting actor. I mean just watch the movie Paddleton and you'll know what I'm talking about. Also in this movie are two young actors who I really enjoy their work. I mean Geraldine Viswanathan. I've talked about her on Miracle Workers. She was also in the comedy Blockers. She really holds her own in her scenes with Jackman and Janney. And then you have Alex Wolf who is really good in the horror movie Hereditary and is also pretty good in the blockbuster Jumanji. I mean this guy is a really good up and coming actor. And it's cool to see that him and his brother Nate are still acting after starring in that show I watched as a kid called The Naked Brothers Band. This movie Bad Education is based on a real life story and I think it shows that some of these school districts care more about being a prestigious school than the actual lives of their students. I mean it's pretty telling that Hugh Jackman thinks he needs to put up an act because he's the superintendent of a school district. I mean, yes, he is a monster, but did society create that monster? While watching the movie, all I could think about is it shows that if you're charismatic and seem like you care, people will feel like you're a great leader and look the other way when it comes to your faults, or they won't even pay attention to what you are doing because that's basically what happened in this movie. Frank Tassone was thought of to be so good at his job and such a good leader that nobody was actually looking into what he was doing as the superintendent of their school district. If you look at modern politics, it's not that hard to make a parallel between that and the events that happened in this movie. We care more about how charismatic our leaders are or instead of whether or not they are actually good at their jobs. Because Frank could smooth talk people for five minutes, people thought he was really good at what he was doing. I feel like the motivations of the characters in this movie are also fascinating. I mean, you look at Frank, he you think he can act a certain way because he built up the school district, but he at least seems to care about the students' education, while Pam, Allison Janney's character, is just outright stealing money to benefit her family and pay for her children's education. I mean, the character of Frank, you can actually be super sympathetic towards because he's basically living a lie and he's not happy. The character of Pam is just stealing money to 
benefit her family. Now I'm going to talk about my favorite scenes from Bad Education. The first one being a scene where Frank confronts Rachel, played by Geraldine Viswanathan, to tell her not to write about the scandal because we're not perfect, but what we do here works. I think this scene is telling of that dynamic. Hugh Jackman's character is basically telling a student, you have nothing to benefit and everything to lose if you publish that story. Our school district will be ruined. Our reputation will be tarnished. And he believes that this student cares about that more than just being a decent enough reporter. There's a scene earlier in the movie where he tells her, you have to make every story interesting. And now that she's really chasing this story, he wants her to back off because of course he knows it will affect his life and ruin his reputation. In the beginning of the movie, you can see that Rachel kind of looks up to Frank. She kind of listens to what he is saying. And by the end of it, you can see that she kind of now sees the real him for the first time. And it's kind of a scary moment that he's making this threat that don't do this it will ruin all of our lives there's also a scene where nick played by alex wolf he's the student editor and he doesn't want to run the story because it will ruin his chance at getting into a real college he has been told by frank and the other board members of the school district that they will help him get into a good school so he knows that if he reveals this embezzlement scandal that will ruin his chances of getting into a prestigious college because the colleges will look down at his high school it's kind of fascinating to think that all these lives were turned upside down because two people decided to steal money from the school district. It doesn't seem like the system was all that just to begin with, in a way. And my favorite scene is the scene where Frank is being confronted by the accountant, Phil. He turns it around and ends up threatening him. I think this is where you see the anger come out in Frank. This is probably Hugh Jackman's best scene in this movie. That is when I was like, wow. Wow, Hugh Jackman is giving the maybe the best performance of his career. I mean, his anger in that moment, I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy that played Wolverine. I mean, Hugh Jackman is really a master at playing really angry. And this is a guy who doesn't want his personal life to be revealed at all costs. And he doesn't want to be blamed for the scandal. I mean, this accountant also looked the other way. He also just fired his close friend. I mean, clearly in this moment, that is real life anger. I mean, I was thinking about the parallels between this movie and the movie The Front Runner, where Hugh Jackman played presidential candidate Gary Hart. And I think there really is a comparison to be made there. Because in that movie, Gary Hart makes one huge mistake and it alters the lives of all of his workers and his election is ruined and then you have Frank who makes a big mistake and also loses his chance at having power. I mean that's basically what both of these men have lost. These are real life complicated people who had immense amount of say and power. They were charismatic and they could make a room believe that they had all of the answers and in Gary Hart's case it was an affair and with Frank's case it was stealing money. Another commonality I find between Frank Tassone and Gary heart is that these are not terrible people. They're not villains. They're just two men that are greatly flawed that made gigantic mistakes that altered their lives forever. The main issue with both of them is that they were living a lie. And Hugh Jackman was the perfect actor to play both of them because he seems like he could be that kind of guy that we would all find to be trustworthy. I mean, we all want to like Hugh Jackman. We all want to believe in him as a person. He has that charismatic likability and he 
can also play that dark side really, really well. The mix of comedy and drama was perfect for a movie like this because while it is based on real life events, it is still a school scandal and I think that comedy was needed for a movie like this. This wasn't a life or death situation. This movie premiered on HBO, but I hope that they changed the rules that Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney are up for Oscars because I think that's the level of performances that are given in this movie. This is just another example about how we still need these smaller movies that are based on real life events because they can be just as entertaining as big time blockbusters. Hugh Jackman can be just as good in a movie like this as he can be in Logan. Both of those movies should exist. We do not need one or the other. I want Hugh Jackman to do both kind of movies. I want to see him be more of a character actor in Bad Education than the leading superhero blockbuster guy in Logan. I think both should exist and studios should make both kinds of movies because they can be entertaining. It's also still fascinating to see a movie like this about people who do really illegal things and don't see the wrong they are doing until they get caught. Like the Frank and Pam characters do not see any wrongdoing until the scandal is revealed to all. They will justify their actions for days. Bad Education is a movie that is another example of why movie stars still matter. Hugh Jackman, Alice and Janney, and Ray Romano being in a movie together makes me want to go out and watch this movie. I would not have given this movie the time of day if Hugh Jackman were not in it. But because it had Hugh Jackman, Alice and Janney, Ray Romano, even Geraldine Viswanathan and Alex Wolf, I gave it my time because I wanted to see those performers because those are well-known names. And because of those names, I watched this movie and learned about a story that I probably should have known about anyway, about the largest embezzlement in public school history. That's something I had no idea happened until I sat down and watched this movie, and it was a great investment of my time. It was based on a real story starring movie stars. The last thing I'll say about this movie, and Hugh Jackman in particular, it'll be interesting to see if he keeps going down these route of playing these real life characters in smaller movies like The Front Runner on Bad Education, or is he going to return to the big blockbusters that made him famous? Because while The Front Runner and Bad Education are really good movies, they are not making a lot of money at the movie theaters. I mean, The Front Runner did not make a lot of money, and Bad Education was basically a TV movie on HBO. It'll be interesting to see if Hugh Jackman takes the career path of becoming a great actor, or does he want to be the biggest movie star in the world? I feel like he can be both, but it will be interesting to see what he chooses to do next. As for Allison Janney, she is way better in movies than she is on the comedy show Mom. I mean, I want her to be in movies. She is so good in The Help, she is so good in I, Tanya, and she is so good in this movie, Bad Education. As for the thing I like most about Bad Education, it was basically a character study on who Frank Tassone was as a superintendent of schools. He was a guy living a lie who made a gigantic mistake and stole money from his school district. But in the end, I don't think of him as a villain because the movie showed me basically who he was as a person. And for me, he was an extremely flawed person, not a villain. I think the Pam character was probably more of a villain in this movie. Again, I could definitely not recommend it enough for 
for you to check out Bad Education starring Hugh Jackman, Allison Janney, and Ray Romano. It is definitely one of the best movies of the year so far. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm your host Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week I put the spotlight on actress Jenny Slate in the movie Bad Education. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the Guy Ritchie movie The Gentleman starring Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam and the action movie Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you.